and welcome to Project Quantum Leap, the podcast. I'm Christina. I'm Andrew. And I'm Sydney. Three fans, three generations, three unique perspectives, one leap back into a television phenomenon. Today, we follow Ben as he beats the relative shit out of some Nazis. Spoiler trigger warning. Um, if you like Nazis, they get the shit beaten out of them. And you also probably shouldn't listen to our, con- our podcast anyway, because we don't like you. Uh, housekeeping. Get out of here. Yeah, get out of here. Housekeeping. Uh, next episode will not be until December 6th, so maybe Christine and I will do a classic episode. Uh, Christine has been polishing up our site and uploaded a few new past episodes onto the YouTube, so if you'd want to give that a subscribe, you can catch up on some um, some back episodes. And video casts are coming soon, since we have actually started recording our video. Like and of course, uh, shout out to Al's Place. Uh, we're always forever grateful to your information and your dedication to archiving this show's information. We love you, Al's Place. Uh, so, this episode, the leap date is May 15th, 1955. The location is Princeton University in, uh, surprise, surprise, I'm just as shocked as you are, Princeton, New Jersey. Uh, Today, Ben is Sergeant slash Professor Henry Henry McCoy, and the synopsis is, at Princeton University in 1955, Ben must find a formula hidden by Albert Einstein that holds the key to nuclear energy before the Nazis get it. He's surprised to run into a familiar face on campus. So, I'm going to start with my, my very first gripe. Where was magic? I mean, he was probably filming Ghostbusters, but still. <laughs> I, I yeah um it seems like since he was like heavy on the last episode they gave him a break yeah. that kind of seems to be um i think a norm in this season is they will um scale back on the amount of people per episode um which i think is going pretty good except for when you have an episode where one of your favorite characters are not present but <laughs> But like, well, um, I also feel like they kind of gave us a reason at the end of the yeah. last episode yeah, too. Like, like he's he going through some shit, having like a little bit of a like not necessarily a relapse, but like he's at risk of relapsing and like needs to go back to a meeting and spend some time with his lady. Like they kind of hinted that you know his character needs yeah. to step back, so which definitely made sense. Made sense. That last uh, that last sleep was insane, hard yeah. on him. It took a lot out of him, and unfortunately. That means there was more Tom in this episode. <laughs> like, a lot more awesome. Tom than we've had before. That's literally, yeah. like, in the main conversation, I wrote, one, Magic was absent, two, I hate Tom. <laughs> um, at this point, I don't think it's he's as nefarious as I thought he was. I think he's just selfish. I think he's just using Quantum Leap to hopefully try and find a way to save his wife. I think so, too, which is really a shitty he's, thing to do to Addison. Yeah, he's using he's using Addison. Yeah, like I can get behind his his motive. Like I I can understand that obviously, but using someone else rather than like they were already friends. I, I don't know. He, maybe he could have been transparent or something. Yeah. But I guess we'll see. We'll see. I, you know what? On the Tom and Addison thing, I just don't get the chemistry. Like I don't feel it. You know? Yeah. Uh, Meanwhile, yeah. Ben has chemistry with I everyone. <laughs> like, <laughs> I used to be like, you know, yeah, Ben and Addison forever. Like, their their chemistry is so great. 
And while I still like feel that way, one, I'm mad at Addison. Yeah, we're Madison. Madison. We're Madison. And two, Ben, like, he, I think he's just so charming and awesome that he just has chemistry with whoever he's with. So, yeah, it's it's just he always bounces around really well with not necessarily just in a in a romantical way, but like the rest of the cast, whoever he is working with, collaborating with in that time, like he just has such a way of bouncing off of them really well. Yeah. I think it's just um sort of a uh, a showcase of Raymond Lee's abilities as an actor. Yeah. He's very good. And this is a this um, is a difficult type of role to play because he he is essentially the same character, but he still has to take on all these different kind of personas to fit in where he's at. Mm-hmm. So he's always acting he like someone else exactly. while also still trying to be Ben yes. in that yeah. performance. Yes. And he's really good at that. Yeah. No, he was, he was so well cast. He's so good. Love Raymond Lee. Um, and on, as we're speaking about all this chemistry stuff, we obviously can't leave out Hannah. I, I love she her. Cute. I really love her character, and I'm glad that she's coming back. And are, are we going to spoil that end scene already? Because I was like screaming. I I mean I was so emotional because like all, just even if you take away the whole like chemistry part of it, like that was the first sort of uh, physical contact Ben's had in since he's left. Yeah. Like he, um, I mean, he. There's always people there, but like no not counting, getting like punched and stuff. Yeah, there's he's not <laughs> had any sort of like romantic connection. Yeah, that yeah. that could be substantiated. Yeah, because I mean, I think maybe in one or two episodes we've seen someone else like put a move on him, but it wasn't. He was like he kind of pushed it, pushed it off. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. You know, <laughs> that this was. Yeah. Definitely flipped. He's like, yes, I want to kiss this girl, and I'm going to do it before I'm out of here, because this, this might be the last time I see her. Yeah, yeah this might be the only chance I, I doubt have. it. I, I doubt it, too. I doubt it. Yeah, I know. We doubt it. But, but um, I'm saying yeah. he doesn't know that. He, like, I, um, he knows that there's a chance. It's the only chance he has. Sydney can verify this, but as soon as she was, when they showed her in the flashback, or not the flashback, the recap, mm-hmm. before the episode started, I was like, she's in this episode. She's gonna figure it out, or she's gonna be told. And, and it was yeah. it was kind of a little yeah. mix of both. Like she had an yeah, understanding. She was getting yeah. there. She she knew something was going on. So she accepted it pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah. Well, probably helps that her field is quantum. Yeah. <laughs> she she's yeah, and that she's nerdy about it too. Yeah. It's I think someone like her who's definitely nerdy about it would be more accepting of it if someone's like, "Hey, I'm a time traveler." You know, and yeah, and you know how like in shows, we don't necessarily see everything the characters mm-hmm. doing, like and things between episodes, like their life is carrying on even when they're not on screen. Right. I do imagine there is a bit more elaboration on the time traveling, like while we weren't looking. That's what I'm imagining. Like she she understood it better because she was like, oh, it has to do with quantum mechanics. Yeah. The work I'm doing is really important because we have to make sure that the quantum mechanics gets far enough so that this can happen in the future. Otherwise, I might never meet him. And I want 
her to find a way to just go into the future. Because if she just ages all the way to then, then she's going to be like super old by the time Ben gets home. I know, and that's... Yeah, so just... But, I mean, not that I've given up on Ben. I, I haven't, but, like, I really want to explore this but, relationship. Yeah, I, like, there's there's the connection Ben and Addison have, which was built in um, the work they did. They had similar interests, and they were working on the same project together. But this also has a great possibility of having a great sort of connection story where they found each other through time. And they both study the same field, and then like, there's a, there's a great story in that that can great build great chemistry yeah. and and great storytelling. And it almost gave me this feeling like um, you probably don't remember it, Journeyman. It was like a one season time travel show, and the main guy who did the time traveling actually had. Someone that he was, he had been in love with in the past, who was also a time traveler, but he didn't know it until he started time traveling. <laughs> she had been stuck in his time, so she just kind of built this life with him, and then you know she disappeared, mm -hmm. and that's when she fulfilled whatever she needed to do, and she disappeared. And as he's going back through the past, he runs into her again, and he's like, "Oh, we're both time travelers." Of course, it, they don't get back together romantically. He's married and has, you know, a kid at that point. But it's just kind of an interesting... It made me think of it. I'm like, hmm, I wonder if she could potentially be another time traveler at yeah, some point. Yeah, because there's the chance that, like, she could have something to do. Like, Andrew and I both were hypothesizing when we were watching it that, like, she could end up being a part of the first round of Quantum Leap somehow. She could. Although and I was rethinking about that, that's still 40 years from where she but, is now. So oh, she would be like 60, 70. She would be, yeah, because Sam was born in 1953. So he would be like two years old at this point, And she's yeah. at least in her 20s. That also means she's it, about four years away from seeing... Sam Beckett's um, appearance on Future Boy. Oh my god! And you noticed that she because called. He's I did. <laughs> I specifically took notice of that, and I was like, "That's the name of the episode where Sam explains quantum entanglement on the TV show in the fifties." Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'd so I, I that 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 was a specific nod that they whoever wrote that line. Uh, thank you for putting that in there. We saw it. We appreciate it. That was awesome. Yeah, I was like, I gotta mention this because that was that what, was amazing. What year was that? I, I want to. I, uh, I don't remember Future exactly. Boy, what year I think Future was fifty-seven. Let me double check. I could so, yeah, be wrong. Two years. Oh, I was just gonna type it in right now. Future Boy. But you're more familiar with Alice Place, so you might be able to get it faster. But yeah, um, I didn't actually check the credits, so I don't know who was the writer. I don't, also, they might just credit all the writers every episode. So. Oh yeah, October 6, 1957. I, so she's a couple years out. Yeah, so, so I thought, I, as soon as I saw that, I recognized that. I was like, oh, that's, because that's going to happen this decade. I couldn't remember the year, but. And how, that was cool. how crazy is that? Because in that episode, it was like, oh, Moe's insane. He, you know, he thinks he can time travel. And you have this girl here who is basically on the same level. Like, she's probably not far from figuring it out. So mm -hmm. now you've got two people in this time frame who 
probably just don't have the technology they need, but have the knowledge. Right. So that that's kind of cool. So yeah, that the name drop of that episode was was really cool, and I appreciate that. So thank you, whoever whoever uh, on the writing team did that. that. That was a good one. Also, because we are Madison at Madison, we were very petty at the end of the episode and really hoping to get a shot of Addison bearing witness. <laughs> I was yeah. like really, <laughs> really sad yeah. about that. Well, did Addison see it? <laughs> yeah, but they didn't show us what they were doing, which was strange because that was, I think, one of the first times, if not the first time, we've seen Ben at the end of a leap without anyone. Yeah. Like, no hologram was with him. Tom... Because Tom was like, ah, I gotta go. <laughs> like, I understand, yeah. obviously. But, um, but yeah, then, like, someone had to have been watching him at the end of his day. Yeah, leap. and you know what, though? I do, I do want to give Addison props for, even though the situation was insane, she... Following what she She did say, like, no, I can't yeah. go because Ben said no. It, yeah. Respect yeah. Ben. Respect, yes. There was... Yeah, yeah, was if say. there was nobody else... She probably would have been like, look, there's nobody else. And he need Although I did But but why send Tom? <laughs> well, as as they were discussing it and um I don't remember exactly who said what, but it was like, uh, it's not a bad idea, it's a, a it's idea. a terrible idea, but is there anyone else? And then two extras walked behind <laughs> him and I was like, Well, they're part of the Quantum Leap project. They're in the building. Yeah, who are those? Like guys? we don't know who they are, but surely they know what's going like, on. Um, here, just put in this little earbud, and we'll we'll tell you. And they're gonna—he's gonna be like, "Who the hell are you? I'm Jake from State Farm." Yeah. Like, hi, I'm. Um, my name is um, Robert, and I was just, uh, you know, making the coffee back there. <laughs> but it was it was either me or your ex or her new boyfriend. So hi, nice it's like to Joe meet you. from accounting yeah. or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I thought that was funny. But you know, yeah, props to her for respecting his wishes and and not going back on that. But I still hope she saw. I I hope so too. Felt, yeah. felt a sting. Felt a sting. And. Now, um, I do want to say that this is my favorite episode of the season. So it was a really good episode. Oh I really liked it. You know, we got we got cool time traveling stuff. We got the shit beat out of some Nazi two Nazis sword fighting. Yes, yeah, a Nazi sword fight, and then um, when Hannah just clobbered him with the fucking uh, statue bus. Yes, yeah, yeah, probably would have killed him. But well, okay, and then here. Here's the other thing. It, it was crazy how they're like, oh, it's the Russians, it's the Russians, the commies. And it's like freaking Nazis yeah. that America's like, hey, come on over. Well, I mean, we all know about Project Paperclip now, but. Yeah. Did you know? I, I knew it. He's going to talk about it. Did you know a, a lot of those were Mormons? Really? There was. The Nazis, um, you mean specifically? There was a. Uh, it was. In order to allow mormonism to remain in germany the uh, leadership made a deal with adolf that they would feed them the uh, family history they look up in order to allow mormonism to stay in germany oh i remember you saying that oh yeah probably on the last time ben saw nazis <laughs> um 
But uh, this one, this time, it's even more relevant because it's about that specific yeah. thing. And then, um, so yeah, Mormons literally gave Jewish heritage to the information to the Nazi Party. And after the war was over, many of them who were Mormon came to the U.S. and went to Provo. Okay. And Salt Lake. It's a little crazy to me because it's like a lot of the things that we enjoy, like, you know, we made these big accomplishments with the moon landing and everything. It's all coming up soon in this history. But they were like Nazi scientists. How do we justify that? I mean, you don't. I'm like... I mean, we can't... You and I can't change what happened, and the accomplishments were great for those that were involved. Yeah. But, like, it, yeah, it's it's tainted because of clandestine, stupid government bullshit. Yeah. And it's like... To me, it's not like... Um, they'd be like, oh, well, you know, they were just doing what they had to do so they didn't get killed. No, that's not... A lot of these people, like, really believed in what they were doing. Yeah, exactly. It, it, like like we're shown on this yeah. guy. Like and the the Mormons who were giving up Jewish heritage, they weren't doing what they had to to not be killed. They were doing just so they could keep getting tithing money from another country. That's, yeah, that that's not even and then they went and baptized a bunch of Holocaust victims. Yeah, oh yeah, that makes it even more salt in the wound. Really? Salt Lake Salt yeah. in the wound. Salt Lake in the wound. <laughs> they they did have to stop though. That's they good. they were uh ordered to stop doing that. But yeah. That's not even justifiable at all. Um anyway, <laughs> back to uh it being cool and awesome. So, so this um, this is this is really come right up and <laughs> they get punched on Quantum Leap. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right that's- as they start having the sword fight, and and I go, man, that's so cool. He's having a sword fight with zombies. Zombies, oh, Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember there being. I'm like, wait a minute. It's still, it's still, it's still Halloween. Quantum dead. Um, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> let me just start that over. Right at the, at the moment when he was having the sword fight with the Nazi, <laughs> and I said, oh man, that's so cool. Um, was right when they show Ben making this smirk of like, holy shit, this is awesome. <laughs> like right as right about the time we the audience are realizing, man, that's really cool. So is Ben. Ben I'm so funny to Nazi. Yes. Yeah. He's like, whoa. I mean, that's got to be uh, therapeutic. How many of us would just love yeah. to go back and punch a Nazi? Sword fight with a Nazi, yeah. like put him in their place. It's yeah. it's like guilt free. Um, violent outrage. Yes, like you can violently take your frustration out on a Nazi, and that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> especially when you consider that the person, like, actually fighting the Nazi was an Asian man. Like that Nazi had no idea that, like, <laughs> he this wasn't was fighting a minority, another white guy. <laughs> yeah, so that's like extra satisfying for. For Ben probably to be like, like <laughs> down with the racists. Okay, now yeah. Nazi affiliation aside, the dude was a douchebag. Just oh, yeah. in general, mm-hmm. he took credit for everything Hannah did, that and I'm like, what the? I know it's the fifties, but I mean, come on. Yeah, you mm-hmm. kind of like at first get the thought it's just he's a sexist person, yeah. 
that's and that's why Hannah's not going to get credit. But he's also just a Nazi, so you know. Yeah. So he's sexist and racist. Sounds great. Yeah. And yeah. genocidal. And genocidal. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, it's like, no, nah, I'm gonna say it. it's like the people who refuse to not wave the Confederate flag. Almost worse, because that happened much longer ago. It's like, dude, you lost a war. That flag was only relevant for like eight months. Yeah. <laughs> Put yeah. it away. But it was funny when yeah. he was getting arrested and he's like, <laughs> he called him Adolf. It's like, yeah. Yeah, this is how, how well I think of you. It was, um, we, we had the subtitles on. Yeah. And they spelled Adolf with a PH. Isn't it with an F? It is. I yeah. noticed that too. I yeah. was like, that's, no, not, how that's not how you spell it. Hold on. Now I'm confused. Cause, or is it interchangeable based well, on... Because I know it's a... Um, no, it's an F for Hitler, but I know that it can be spelled with a PH, but... Yeah. No, oh, yeah, it says Adolf is with an F. Yeah. Because I know there's, there's a lot of um, Hispanic friends that I have that they're like Adolfo and, you know... Yeah. So, but the subtitles it, it with a What is going on what? here? I'm sorry. What? When I looked up Adolf Hitler, yeah. the first hit on uh, Google is a Wikipedia article that doesn't mention anything of Nazis. It just says Adolf Hitler was an Austrian-born German politician who was the dictator of Germany from 33 until his suicide in 45. That's kind of leaving. Some I mean, stuff out it of does yeah. say later on he was he rose to power as the leader of the Nazi Party, but you'd think they'd lead with that. But well, you know, most people only want the first few bits of information, and that's actually what shows up on the Google highlight. Yeah, that's fishy. Very, very oversimplified. But put on my tinfoil hat here and say that's orchestrated by someone who needs to change. Yeah, I don't know if I can edit Wikipedia. No, it's locked. <laughs> it's locked. This page is protected to prevent vandalism. Since when do we protect Nazis? Well, think of who's um, who usually edits Wikipedia. Oh, yeah. Neckbeards. Neckbeards have a large crossover with incels. Incels have a large crossover with racists. Gotta love them. Yeah. Gotta love to see them fall. Anyway... <laughs> Um, I th- <laughs> now that we've got our irritation with Wikipedia. It's fishy, 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 fishy. Anyway, like I was saying, my favorite episode of the season so far, um, I loved Hannah. Um, she had like kind of a minor part in the last episode. Yeah. Uh, even though it was fun and she had, she played an important role and she was, was much more sensual in this. Oh Yeah. Yeah, and and I think we'll see her again. Yeah. I think they made it too obvious that they're gonna not too obvious, but they've made it very apparent yeah. that they would like to use this character again. And I think that makes a cool sort of uh subplot like mystery thing about like why why do the leaps keep crossing paths with this specific person? Quantum entanglement. I don't know. This. Yeah, I liked her. I like her um, electromagnetism yes. spin on it. That they're 
going to keep running into each other. And I like that thought. I think that's really cool. Oh, no. And it makes you, you think, like, maybe the universe, maybe the, the mis... Oh, I'm frozen? I Hello? still hear him talking in the other room, though. Andrew, stop talking for a second. You're you're frozen. You're frozen on Zoom. Oh, there we go. I'm back. There it goes. Hello. Yeah. There it was. Okay. Well, right. Where did you hear me last? Uh, um, I don't know because you like went out for a few seconds. Because um, you were it talking makes me about think that. Maybe I think was the last thing you said. I okay. It makes me think that um, maybe the the mysterious force that's always behind quantum leap, right? The thing that decides when leaps happen, the thing that decides where leapers go, um, is telling Ben, you belong with this person. Of course, two episodes is a little early to say that. I mean, we shouldn't be planning our wedding yet. No. But I not would when be, they did um, so much to flesh out Addison and Ben's Addison relationship and, ben, and, yes. then, and make it the core of that entire first season like how much they need each other I'm just saying if they do go that way they've built the groundwork for it and it's pretty cool and then addison can be madison because when tom ditches her ben's gonna be she'll know yeah, it's her fault ben's gonna be already moved on with his time travel friend oh. time travel bay <laughs> <laughs> yeah He's got an army bay and a time travel bay, and they're both blonde ladies. Ben has a type? He has a type, doesn't he? Ben has a type. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I like blondes. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems like... Nothing wrong with that. Well, it seems like he also kind of likes women who are strong and break social norms. But also nerdy. Yeah, but also nerdy. Yeah, there's there's a type. He definitely has a type. Yeah. (laughs) Also, I have to point out, I think, um, a big reason why this was one of Andrew's favorite episodes. I was thinking the whole time, this feels like Indiana Jones. This, like, something about the, like, the cross between the adventure with the academic setting and, like, totally. yeah. the characters. Like, it Nazis. felt very much like a little, almost like an episode of that young Indiana Jones show. I remember that show. Um, totally. It's, it definitely it's on Paramount Plus right now. That. Yeah. Or is it Disney Wasn't there Plus? an episode not too long ago we said felt Indiana Jones's too? Oh no. I think that was probably. that was I think maybe the uh classic episode. That might have been Tahoe Tap. Mm. Mm. Oh yeah. yeah. No, that's... In any case, I I thought many times, like as they were, you know, decoding Einstein's journal and stuff, I was like, this is very, very indie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so and just another sort of like homage to a type of genre that was big. Yeah. So I, I like that the show, that this show has not um, abandoned that. I don't want to call it a formula, but like the sort of standard that it had set in the first season of doing homages to types of like TV genres and tropes of the past, um, particularly of like when the original Quantum Leap was on. Andrew's frozen again. Oh, everyone's frozen. Was that just me, or did you guys? I don't freeze too. I did. I freeze to you. Both of you froze. I for me. Uh, something's wrong with the internet in our house right oh, now. I think maybe 
That's maybe yeah. I should turn off Be- my background. Because both of us are freezing. Oh. Mm. Like maybe I'll turn off my background. I was like, <laughs> they're both frozen. Whoop. Yeah. I kept hearing. Get, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, something's going on with our internet. I keep getting that your internet's unstable, and it's me and you freezing. So there's something wrong. This is gonna be a bitch to edit. Sorry. Yeah. Oops. Um. So I think we're clear now. So yeah, we had a bit of an internet problem, so we had to cut forward to here. So what were you saying, Sydney? Um. Mm-mm. Oh, I was saying that I am glad that this season has not lost sight of the the sort of standard that it set in the first season of doing homages to TV genres and tropes from like the 80s and 90s, which is like, you know, when the original Conan Leap show was on. And we noticed several episodes of the first season like, oh, this is an homage to this type of show that was popular then and this mm-hmm. type of show. I like that ju- even though we're further deep into the plot and further along, that's still happening. It's, it's cool to see like homages to TV genres like that. That sort of like adventure yeah. slash academia. Like we associate it with Indiana Jones, but there were other shows like that too. That because Indiana Jones was like the launching point of it. Yeah. And that's why it's Andrew Well, I would say the relaunching point of it. Yeah. Indiana Jones was based on the classic, you know, black and white action adventure films of, like, the 30s. Well, yeah, but it, like... Which is why... Redefined it it for that era. Yeah, yeah, it definitely made it... It it defined it for modern cinema. Yeah. And action movies have taken a note from Indiana Jones, whether you see it or not, since then. Yeah, that that is true. I mean, even if you're going to take a note from somebody, though, it might as well be Indiana Jones. <laughs> also, the guy that uh, that Ben has leapt into, what's his name? What is it? Henry. Henry. It's Henry. It's Henry. Okay, speaking of Henry and his, fr- his friend Lawrence, how shitty was it that he just died in the first five, five minutes? He yeah, doesn't even. That kind of sucked. I'm like, poor guy. Really? Well, I guess this leap isn't about saving Larry. Yeah. <laughs> even <laughs> poor even Larry. Sam has had <laughs> some leaps where he leaps in and the person is already dead, and he's like, well, "I'm like, oh, I'm, oh, I leapt in too late." Am I like, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Was, but he did at least catch the killer who yes. went uncaught previously. So. Yes. At least there's that. Good old Klaus. <laughs> Klaus, who definitely would have died when Hannah hit him with that statue. But And then they rescued the Nazi. I was like, you guys are way better than me. I would have just let that fucker uh, Right? <laughs> like, okay, and here, yeah. here's the thing. They, they brought him out, whatever. Did anybody put the fire out? Or did they just, like, <laughs> yeah, shut the door so. and let it burn? <laughs> I mean... They said it was in the foundation, so I imagine it was kind of a stone room, so maybe the whole room burnt. Maybe. And that wouldn't have necessarily burnt down the whole Yeah, like it would have eventually library. snuffed yeah. out maybe. in that like, little space. Because it seems like it was a staircase that went down and probably contained, and like dirt's not flammable. So I mean, I guess everything's flammable at the right temperature. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, what was I going to say about that? There was something I was going to say about that room specifically. Oh, the 911 comment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, <laughs> oh, what? I, I don't even remember when 911 came That's about, but it's more recent than I think a lot of people realize. And then I, I, that was another hint. I was like, oh, yeah, she's she's she knows something's up. Mm-hmm. That and she like, have I met you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was a bunch of that. And he wants to be like, yeah. He's like, yes, it's me. Uh, 1968. was the first call. Cool. So they're, they're still then, yeah, a, 12, over a decade years. out. Um, man, I just really like this Hannah character. I hope she's in more episodes. I think she will be. Doesn't have to be romantic with Ben. But just, Obviously, you know, part of the team somehow. Yeah. Or just, like, some random outsider who just keeps popping up in his leaps. Yeah. I, did, I did think it was kind of cute how she kept calling Albert Einstein Al. And I was Al. like, I kept yeah. thinking, wait, how does she know? I'm like, oh, no, wait, wrong Al. Wrong yeah. Al. <laughs> wrong <laughs> Al. Mean, yeah. You mean Einstein. Yeah. And how sad is it? He's like Ben's hero. And yeah, he, he yeah. missed him right. by a oh, month. He, he died. He just died. He's like, thanks, thanks for letting me well, know. He passed away. Oh, um. Oh, you know what we haven't even brought up? Ian's dilemma. What's that? Right. They finally made the correct choice. Though. Thank God. Yeah, they did. And thank God oh. they're I. Are they still partners? Are they former partners? I don't know. It seemed like they were in the middle of a breakup. Rachel. Yeah, with Rachel. So, like, are they together again? And she's gonna... I mean, she still said that they love yeah. them, so... That's not always enough in a toxic relationship. Like, you yeah, don't have to be toxic people to have a toxic relationship. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, maybe they'll both and grow they... from this and yeah. figure out how to not be toxic together but right now they're still a little bumpy yeah um, I, I think they'll work it out i think you know we i'm sure we're, we'll we're get for it. more of that information in the next episode because i mean we have to otherwise they won't have the ability to locate ben yeah. well <laughs> yeah. it seems like rachel may have already fixed everything because ian said they weren't going to give that lady jack shit but okay didn't they say like what the first or second episode that the chip was already transmitting stuff so why does ian have to deliver it personally exactly well that's what i'm not understanding ian did say that they just well i don't remember if it was just that they just noticed or it just started so they may have started forcefully taking it after Ian wasn't delivering something. Oh, okay. Um, I remember that they talked about it was maybe that they found Ben triggered it, but maybe it was just that they got tired of waiting and... Just started going? I don't know. I'm sure we'll get a little more information about that or just some more resolution of this subplot in the next couple Once again, poor Ziggy is the scapegoat. Yeah. 
And, you know, hopefully uh, sometime pretty soon we'll get some more information about, you know, the the impending doom. Like, we know we know a bit about what they averted, right? right? But we don't actually know everything about Ian's future self and what, how the war started and what they're actually avoiding. Yeah, that's true, too. Or, or, or Martinez. Yeah, how far... That's what I... I'm still not sure of is how far in the future did Ian come from? And obviously I think they said 20 years. I think so. And obviously they or found I a way that number out of my ass. to leap in and then leap back out. So, so that was successful. Yeah. So that's, that's something to think about. Or can you remember the last episode did Ian, did Ian leave back, or did Ian just launch himself into quantum leaping? No, um, because and well, he they were there, but was that before Ian left? Like he could have orchestrated it so that Ben arrived before Ian left. They did the meetup, and then Ian left to tell Ben. Oh yeah, we don't know that for certain. I was just just so I don't remember if we got that information or not. I'll have to rewatch that last scene to know if Ian has leapt already or not when Ben. Yeah, because maybe but, maybe Ian has not figured it out. But also, I don't think Quantum Leap was kind of up and running really when Ben arrived in that future scene. So how could Ian leapt? How I can't talk. How could Ian have leapt if Ziggy's not oh, if Ziggy's yeah. not working? But we don't know. I mean, maybe. Oh, that's right. He was in the facility, and it was like blown yeah. up. Yeah. Right? So there's no way he could have entered the quantum leap facility after he met with Ben. So he did leave and come back. Just. I'm gonna have to watch that last. Just things to think to about. Recap. Yeah. But um, you know, hopefully, we get some more of this information. Um, soon. <laughs> right. Right. I and since we're on the wait, oh, since we're on the, the Ian topic. I'm still loving the hair. <laughs> I, I love I love this style. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's my favorite yet, but I love it. It's up there. It's working. I don't I don't think we mentioned on the podcast yet, but the uh the SAG uh strike ended. Right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, we so mentioned now, it. Now, I think in our No, that was the writer strike. That was the writer's oh, yeah. game. We haven't uh we haven't talked about the SAG one yet. Um, I think it happened before we recorded last episode, but we didn't mention it. I think it was like just kind of getting through when we recorded. And so, you know, hopefully everyone's got their, um, got their demands met. Hopefully everything can go in on good terms. Um, and we get, uh, some good content again. Yeah. I, I mean, I hope this is a lesson to Hollywood that if you screw over your workers, you're not gonna. You're not gonna well, be pushing out any good content. They're gonna leave. I just hope that AI doesn't get good enough in the near future that they don't care anymore. Yep. Um. But um, I'm thinking we should maybe lean on a couple of our contacts and see if we can get some guests maybe during the break. Yes, as well. that's an excellent idea. Because I know we have at least one who is willing. Um, if they have time. Yeah. So we'll we'll have to uh, um, pop in those DMs. We should reach out to him. So 
I think that would be a lot no of promises fun. There. Yeah, no promises, but um, it is something that we have been now talking that everything's about. Resolved and they're allowed to yeah. promote. It'd be be great to see if he's still yeah. interested. Um. Anyway, uh, oh, we got to think of good questions though, not just like wing it like we used to do. Try to have insightful questions so that you know maybe people will actually want to come back. Yeah. So so let, let's <laughs> write them down before we even make this. Yeah. yeah. Reach out. Yeah. So and I mean I think we're at a good point in the series where we can probably come up with some good ones. Yeah, and obviously it doesn't have to be about like what's going right. on, but maybe about the exactly. process. You know, how they approach things, you know, what team they are. They team um, Banna or Badison? <laughs> Ooh. Ba- <laughs> but Badison. I, I was like, Banna yeah. sounds weird, but other if it's not Banna, it's going to be Hen. So <laughs> I think we'll have to go with Banna. If it's not Badison, it's Adaben. 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 That sounds like a drug. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like Ativan, that's why. It's, it sounds like an antidepressant. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, we need to come up with... No, Ativan is for anti-panicking. Oh, okay. We need yeah. to come up with something that sounds like cool. A tranquilizer. What was... Yeah. Not sounding like a tranquilizer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love the part, by the way, we all know Jen is my favorite. I enjoyed that we got a good chunk of... Um, yeah, Jen being the the hologram, I I love it when she's the hologram. She's my favorite version of the hologram. I love how like she doesn't give a fuck about anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, it, well, it was so it was so funny because but <laughs> Jen will do whatever it takes to complete the mission, and Tom's like, "You can't do that. Yeah. That's against the rules." <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Tom. The only time and so Jen just like cares about the rules is if it's like oh wait that's not what magic wants us exactly like i will follow the rules as like and even then she she pushes yeah it. like that time in the in the last episode when she's like don't look at me i'm doing something illegal <laughs> turn around <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> i don't want you to be implicated and um, we got to see her be big sister in the same episode. yes yeah i loved the part when they were like who's gonna go in and then they rock paper scissors it and um, I I had the thought when uh, Ian was like, oh, man, I lost. I'm like, oh, does that mean so they are going to go in or they're not? Yeah, they were like, papering for who goes in. That was cool. Yeah, but also. Like they all like, love going in. Yeah. Um, but because in that moment, I'm like, wait a minute. Are they are they playing for like whoever wins <laughs> doesn't have to do it because it's too much work or whoever wins gets to do it because they like it. And it turns out it's that, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, well, they also get to see Ben interact yeah. with Ben. Yeah, and there's also that. And as we have seen, everybody loves Ben. It's it's the opposite of everybody hates Chris. Everybody loves Raymond. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's actually his that name. That was right there. Yep. That was right there. I hope... Oh, my God. That was embarrassing, and you should feel embarrassed. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> because I made a joke that was right there? <laughs> no. No, I mean Christina. Oh, because she said everybody loves Raymond. Getting to everybody hates Chris before everybody everybody loves loves Raymond. (laughs) To be fair, I'm thinking of Ben, not his actual name. Yeah. I hope we share that video because I just 
Christina just disappeared from the screen in shame. (laughs) (laughs) No, the funny thing is, I literally just watched that show a couple days ago. It was, it happened to me on, so I was just kind of watching it. I've met Brad Garrett. He seems like a cool dude. Yeah, he was fine. He was like Disneyland. <laughs> he was. Yeah. Is he as tall? He just, is he as know, tall as he looks on screen? Yes, he's fucking oh humongous. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> he's well, a freaking giant. His voice is just that low because his vocal throat is that big to make the sound. Yeah. Well, he was probably at Disneyland because that was around the time that the Finding Nemo ride opened because that's what you yeah it was new at the time yeah and he's you know float he oh jeez he's even taller than i thought how tall is he he's six jesus eight. christ <laughs> I, yeah, that makes I mean sense. i was looking i was looking up and so you know you're six foot aren't like you like our i'm six yeah well that's like our friend roger like yeah, he. Well, I think has, he's only six five or six but, six. But he has almost only. the same voice. Like he and Brad Garrett have very similar <laughs> yeah. voices because they're both like gigantic. gigantic uh, so just yeti men. <laughs> we um we watch a show called Good Mythical Morning. Okay, I know that one on uh, on YouTube. And um, when you watch the show, you think, "Wow, those are two dudes. One's kind of tall." And then <laughs> you realize. The short one is six foot. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I, th- I think. I'm double checking that. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. The short one is just six foot. I think Rhett is six seven. Wow. Yeah, he, he's a tall boy. That's insane. Yeah, Rhett is, is six seven. He's massive. He's he's lean. He's, he's more lean than Brad Garrett, though. Yeah, Brett. Whereas, like, Brad Garrett, like, he... He he fills out the size. Rhett looks a little more like, skinny. Yeah, like I wouldn't want to meet Brad Garrett in a dark alley if I'd pissed him off. <laughs> yeah, but I would like to walk with him down dark yes. alley if I had to go As down an a dark ally. alley. Yeah, be my yeti ally, my giant. He kind of seems like a gentle yeah. giant, though. So, yeah. but you know, he wouldn't have to do much to take out someone. You just slap your head right off. Yeah. When you're that size, you just don't like have to. Try it's it's like when sh- when um the little kids are like trying to hit you and you just hold their head. Yeah, I mean, just by sheer walking around and living life, he's going to get larger muscles because of the body mass he has. Yeah. To carry. Oh my god, that's funny. Yeah, he's 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 so tall. Yeah, he was pleasant. He was just you know, there with his family doing his thing. So. I mean, some some famous people though they're they're just dicks to be dicks. I mean, I'm not saying if you go up to them and bother them. I'm just saying in general, some of them just seem to be dicks to be dicks. Like the only one I think who was a dick to be a dick that I've met is. <laughs> I feel like you've told this story. Yeah, before. I probably or maybe have. I've just. Heard I think. It. Enough time. I think it was during our episode where we were talking about um, shitty customers. Oh yeah, meetings. Yeah, ladies. I think we did well, that. But um, a few of the notable I've met that were just super nice are Adam Sandler, um, Ben Stiller, and uh, Travis Barker. Mm. I'm like, what did you do? Yeah, they're so chill. 
just kind of like doing their thing. Adam Sandler and Travis were annual pass holders at Disneyland. Oh, so, so they actually paid the to get in. The chances of running into, yeah, um, the chances of running into them were always high, but I only ran into them once each. So David Hasselhoff definitely not a sponsor. <laughs> no, no. I will say anyone else you mentioned totally can be a sponsor if they yeah, want. We love yeah. it, including one of the last celebrities if not the last celebrity who's not like an Imagineer um, to ride Splash Mountain before they closed it, Bruce Willis. Was he one of the last ones? <laughs> really? Yep. yep. <laughs> nice. Yep. Yep. Still, always an open invitation for Bruce Willis to be on our show. We, you have nothing to do with Quantum Leap. You might not even watch it. We don't care. We love Bruce Willis. You don't even have to yeah. sponsor us. Just come say hey. Uh, I just bought a laser disc, by the way, of a, not just, it's been a while, um, of a Bruce Willis movie I'd never heard of called Color of Night. I've never heard of that one. Yeah, uh, I think it was 1992 or 94. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm super into my, like, my laser disc collection right now, and I'm uh, archiving them, I'm recording them, so they have them, I have them digitally, and so I just, I just did Oh, I just watched a YouTube, uh video on lost anime so if you happen to find any anime laser discs i've only found one they're, they're rarer hard. because people actually collect them and yeah they don't pop there's up a lot of lost so media. i found um one episode of tenchi muyo which one's that uh tenchi it sounds familiar <laughs> like it. like i've heard of it um you, you probably recognize it it's not one i'd ever watched before um, but uh, a friend of mine has. In fact, he has a cat named after. Oh, cool! Okay, no, I recognize um, this. I don't think I watched it, but yeah. I recognize it. So I found the second. It's a the second volume or second movie or second episode or something. Um, translated though. Yeah. You know what I have found? I found a shit ton of Vietnamese and Japanese karaoke. Really? Yes. I love it. So I, they're usually like they're usually one buck, so I buy them. Sorry, <laughs> I thought I was gonna sneeze, so I muted really quick. I was oh. like, crap. Um, yeah. Um, they were talking about just how anime is kind of like discarded, and mm -hmm. they were restoring stuff, and there's mold spots on everything, and. All that crap. Yeah, Tenchi Muyo. Yeah, even um, even there was a Dragon Ball episode they were talking about restoring, and they're like, "Yeah, we found it in the dumpster," mm -hmm. and <laughs> and that's not like an anime that nobody knows about. That's like pretty popular still. Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Oh wow, they found it in the dumpster. <laughs> nice." I'm going to look at my, my laser disc collection right now and see what I've recorded so far. Um, but yeah, I've been doing my laser discs and my VHSs. That's cool. Um, I've started them like within the last couple weeks. Before that, I was doing a lot of my vinyl records and my audio cassettes. Uh, music, obviously. Um, did, did we mention... I don't know if we mentioned on the podcast the super awesome party favor we got at your wedding. A mixtape? Oh. A legit yeah, so, mixtape? 
I I definitely put a dip in the cassette market on eBay <laughs> because I bought a hundred new old stock cassettes, which means they were brand new, still yeah. sealed. Um, so I was the one to break the seal and open them up. And uh, Sydney and I curated a list of um, romantic songs. They're not all love ballads, but they usually have something to do with love. We have Alice Cooper and Blink-182 and Stevie Nicks on there. Among and, lots of other uh, stuff. And other stuff. It's a 90-minute tape. And <laughs> I hand-recorded 100 mixtapes. <laughs> it took about a month of doing it off and on. Um, and I had to make a few adjustments a couple times and had to redo some, but yeah, so I, I made those all by hand and definitely put a dip on the, on the eBay cassette. Yeah. You know what? Today's kids just don't know what it was like to make those mixtapes. Even when CDs came Remember, into it, it was still, you had to do yeah, a process, yeah. you, but when it was off the radio, you'd have to like. Like, okay, a song is starting. Let me hit record. Oh, it's not the song I want. Stop. Yeah. Rewind. Wait for it to be over. Wait for the next song. And you keep doing that until it was the song you and wanted then, to record. And then if you were unlucky enough, you missed like the first 15 seconds. Yeah. I remember. Or the tape would run out. Oh, my God, I know. And you'd miss half the song at the end. Yes. Ugh. Um, actually, a stack of my VHSs that I have, though, are recorded so i'm actually excited for the commercials that i'm gonna see on them you know what i don't know if they still have them this is like a huge derail but weird al had specials on mtv and we recorded them Mm -hmm. if we find those vhs tapes those definitely need to be digitalized yeah i mean send them my way i have (sighs) a lot of people who record these these media, they buy capture cards that don't deinterlace media. So, like progressive scanning, which is what we have now, the screen draws the first line of pixels, the second oh. line of pixels, the third line of pixels, the fourth line of pixels, very, very quickly, thousands of times. Um, for a full frame, you get thirty or sixty a second. But VHS, Laserdisc, uh, even sometimes DVD, when things were like. 240i or 1080i it's interlaced which means the screen first draws the first third fifth seventh all the odd numbers of pixels meaning there's a a gap of pixels in between each line and then it goes back and draws two four six eight ten and then it it stitches the frame together They're, they're actually called fields and then two fields make a frame but each field is slightly different so you kind of have 60 frames per second, but it's really only 30. Um, but a lot of recorders, uh, they either do a really bad job of interlacing, or sometimes they'll just throw away half the lines and they'll only do 1357, so you only have half the image, which makes it look very blurry, yeah. very poor. So I have a capture card where you can actually fine-tune and adjust the interlacing settings. Oh. So I'm actually getting pretty good results nice. in my in my scans. Um, so I've done a few things. I've done like Good Hunting, <laughs> Dark Crystal, some karaoke's, The Abyss, uh, Waterworld, cool. Willow, Saving Private Ryan, Ryan, and a lot of like <laughs> Saving Private Ryan. 
And what I really like doing is like the weird, obscure stuff. So I have like national parks, America's natural heritage. Like that's not going to exist on anything no. else. So now I have it recorded and I have like a file that's of it. Cool. Um, mood tapes, colors of autumn, color of the night. Um, oh, spawn. Pioneer laser optics too, which is literally just like, a, that's what they would give the stores to play. <laughs> To like, like a demo? Like, they, yeah, it's a demo disc for a retail. That's Like, funny. the Best Buy would have this laser disc playing. So I've recorded that as well. That's cool. I, I love... Same thing with VHSs. I'm finding the weird I stuff. love this kind of stuff because so much... There's so much lost media out there, and I'm like, somebody's got it. It needs to be saved. It's, yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. It needs to be recorded and archived. Yes. Now that we have the capabilities to do such things. I'm doing my diligence. Yes. The other stuff is just because, you know, so I can watch it's it. It's fun. Like, Goodwill Hunting yeah. exists on Blu-ray in high definition. There's no reason to archive the LaserDisc for Goodwill Hunting, but I did. It's for funsies. <laughs> yeah. I have even more VHSs I've done. I think I've done, like, uh, 50 by now. Wow. 60, maybe. Cool. I, like, have a spreadsheet. 58. I've done 58. Um. VHS is eyewitness rock and mineral. <laughs> it's just a thing about geology. That's funny. I love that shit. Geology rock. A lot of Jack Hanna VHSs, animal mm -hmm. bloopers, animal babies in the wild. That's anyway, cool. Huge sidetrack. This is more in the the stuff I've been uh, projects I've been doing. But um, back to the episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was a big spinoff from Bruce Willis. Yes, it was. But you know. So let's see what um, we left off with uh, Ian then and their dilemma and how they fixed that. Yeah. Jen and, being, um, again, we got to see Jen being the good big sister. And Jen being a badass in the. And being a badass. In the uh, hologram role. Um, what did you. I feel like. Oh, good. Oh, I was going to say, what did, you, what did you think of. Tom in the hologram role, role. I mean, I know we don't really care for him, but it was kind of interesting it was to see them interact. Funny, like he, yeah, funny, a lot of funny, awkward moments. Um, I feel like he was humanized to Ben. Yeah, he's obviously. not the big villain. Well, I mean, we think he is, but he's not the big yeah. villain Ben's making him out to be. Uh, it was, yeah, but this episode really... Um, really solidifies it to me that he's just in it to get his wife back. I feel like that too. He's just trying to save his wife. Addison's just a tool. Quantum Leap is just a tool. Ben is just a tool. He's just trying to learn how to leverage it to, to get his outcome. Yeah. I don't think it's nefarious. I don't think he's going to be working for you know, Leaper X or anything. I think he's just selfish and, and just using everyone. I think so too. Because he just... In a way, it's... I don't know, he just doesn't seem genuine. Not, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He doesn't seem genuine with Addison. He doesn't seem genuine with the program. Yes. Also, also, not to completely diss the actor, because it's not his fault we don't like the character. <laughs> yeah. But, but, I can't help but point out that his British accent slipped quite a bit this episode. Oh, is he British? I was oh, like, yeah. I... 
Yeah, I could tell. Mostly, I didn't I think know when he was that whispering. before. I didn't know yeah. that before, but there were several moments when he said something, and I was like, he sounds like he's British. <laughs> hey, I think he this British, guy, and it- I think this man is a fishing ship. And sure enough, yeah. Yeah, I think I think it slips when he's whispering. That's when I so tell. maybe he's yeah. a British spy. What if? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Oh, yeah, I was like, you know what? Not this actor's too good. Surely his. It's not that it's incredibly challenging to do an American accent when it's not your first, you know, your home accent. Surely it's because Tom is a spy. <laughs> 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 he didn't go to Princeton. He went to Oxford. It's like a. You remember in Rocketeer when um she discovers that Neville Sinclair's a Nazi and he just yeah. starts speaking German? <laughs> it's like, oh shit. I actually just watched that not that long ago. I love Laser that Disc. movie. I have it on Laser Disc and That's Vegas. cool. And they still have the Rocketeer and the popcorn stand at Disneyland. They do. And they also they have um the movie poster. In the uh, Mickey's, that railroad, new railroad ride they've got in Toontown. Yeah. Oh, really? They've got, it's... That's cool. It's all done up, like, they have all these movie posters, they're all done up with, like, the Disney characters, so I think it's called, like, the Mouseketeer or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, he shanks on One Piece. Holy shit. Who's Shanks on One Piece? Tom. Like Tom. In the live action? Yeah, that's why he looks Yeah, that's why he looks so familiar. I've only seen the first episode. I'll have to watch It's really Oh my good. god, it's so good. So It it is. It's I don't really know good. I about the anime. <clears throat> I've never watched the anime. But like the show is good, but the 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 guy playing Luffy is astounding. Oh, he's frozen again. Mhm. Oh. Andrew, start over. You froze. He is no, I think we're I think we're both frozen, Sydney. Oh, yeah, you both kind of froze up a little bit. Okay. Okay. Andrew froze all the way. <laughs> I'm just saying that the guy who plays plays uh, Monkey D. Luffy is amazing. Yes. Yeah. He is. Um. I mean, not that the show. Is, would be bad without him, but he's carrying the show. <laughs> I, I think so too. Like I, I've always, like I said, I've only seen um, one episode, but it oh is my gosh. very good he so is, far. His like over the top happiness is so well done, but then there's going to be moments in the show where he's angry and he, where he's feeling mm-hmm. sad, and you can see the layers in this actor's face. I can't remember his name. The, the last name starts with a G, I think. But it's so good. Like, you can see he's portraying anger that he's covering up with happiness. Yeah. And it's so good. But then there's also a few moments where he, like, allows his frustration and, like, his serious seriousness to show through to, like, the, some antagonists. And it, it's so impactful because he's so good at, like, you know, being... A happy guy who's just very welcoming and just wants to be everyone's friend. So when it's not like that, and the actor does it so well, that it it was amazing. Um, we we went and went to go watch the anime. We we couldn't do it. I it's so I loud. never really 
Everything got into that. An- like, as an anime, I never really got into it. Yeah. But, yeah, the the uh, the live action show, someone recommended it to me, and I'm like, oh, I'll give it a shot. And I'm like, oh, I really like this. Yeah. yeah. yeah anyway, was, Tom's on it. was a it. surprise. And he's really good on it. It's not a, he's not like a major character, yeah. but he's an important character, and he's really good. And um, I'm going to pay attention. Yeah, that explains why he's been looking familiar to me. I was like, why do I know this guy's <laughs> face? Yeah, I just looked it up online. I IMDb'd him to double check to make sure that I'm not talking out of my ass and that he is, in fact, British. And yes, he is, in fact, British. And I knew him from, from One Piece. So oh, my gosh. So, yes, crossover episode? <laughs> <laughs> we find out Tom's true identity. Yeah. The quantum. Well, yeah, he's the guy the that, like... Movies. He's like Luffy's best friend. He's the one he's looking for. He's like his mentor. Yeah. Good times. Good times. Yeah. Anyway, I could I could hear his accent. I'm sure that you know a lot of people couldn't, but those of us with dialect training, him. If I paid attention, I probably would. But I wasn't paying enough attention to. I mean, I was paying attention to what was being said, but like I wasn't paying enough attention to, kind of, the tone. Yeah. If you go back to the scene where Tom is in the leap with Ben and he's whispering with him in the library, it's just like everything he says. I just sounds like, oh, I can hear that that sort of Cockney inflection yeah. he's got, like a yeah. little bit. Um, yeah, he. You either have to be, you know, trained in dialects or just you know listen to yeah. a lot of British people because they sound awesome. Yeah. Um, if I pay attention, like I'll catch, I'll catch it. Um, yeah, I, I caught it a lot in Once Upon a Time. Colin mm-hmm. had a oh, British yeah. accent, but he's mm-hmm. Irish, and yeah, <laughs> that always <laughs> came through. Yeah, and those are not the same. Not no, at all. not even. Um, even some of the best actors ever, like Gary Oldman, notorious for his accent slipping, even though he's literally undeniably one of the most talented actors of our generation, and even he definitely slips like in batman that's like the chief example <laughs> chief <laughs> um <laughs> chief <of> police <laughs> um yeah he there's this part in particular my brother and i regularly quote because the line is don't try and cloud the fact that maroney had people in your office dent <laughs> but the way that he says it is don't try and cloud the fact that Maroney had people in your office, Dent. And he, like, overcorrects. Like, he starts with the accent, and then he finishes it off with, like, an overcorrected American accent. Don't try and cloud the fact there was Maroney had people in your office, Dent. I need, you know, I need to figure out which what movie it was, but Mom was watching a movie, and it was one of those B movies, and I looked at them all, is that... Ernie Hudson on screen, and then the dude starts talking, and he's using a British accent, and I'm like, nope. No, I'm all, no, that's not not a good accent. What is he doing in this movie? He's too good for this. Of course, I... Was it him? It was him. I think he was Being also British. in the Dragon Ball live-action movie, so he does make some poor movie choices. Listen, there were some good actors in that, and we had to go, why... Um, I don't remember what this movie was. It wasn't Dragon Ball because mom wouldn't be watching that. But I do know that he was in that too. And I'm like, okay, so he he does make some bad movie choices. We'll give him that. Google. Ernie but yeah, he, he's British. not 
a convincing with yeah, he's not convincingly British. But he's a great mm-hmm. Ghostbuster. Or at least wasn't then. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't then. It was a while back. Yeah. Let's see. I'm going to look up his filmography. I don't even know when it was. She was watching it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Like the criminal she is. Was it like older or like Yeah. 2000s it had to be like 90s like? or 2000s. But I don't. We all know that was ages. Ago. Oh, I know it was forever ago. Oh yeah, he plays Gus's dad in one of the psych episodes. Does he? Oh yeah, yeah. But only one of them. Gus's dad is in a few episodes, but it's a different actor. They recast him. Yeah. Dragon Ball Evolution. Yeah. I've never watched it. There's a few actors though that I know that are in it, mm-hmm. and I'm like. Spike from Buffy plays Piccolo. (laughs) Mulan from Once Upon a Time, and I forget who she plays, so. I I just, like, briefly looked at it. I've never watched it, watched it. Let's see. Oh, she plays Mm Chi-Chi. That's funny. Chi-Chi is a word that's frequently used to refer to breasts. I know. And that's her name. That's so sad. And Vegeta sounds an awful like, like, another like like another part. It's, it's supposed Vegeta to be vegetable, like a, but <laughs> Well, it sounds like it could be it another. It sounds part. like it could be something else, you know? Odd. Like where babies come out of. <laughs> out of the Vegeta. Yeah, we got. It. We understand. I'm going to forever call it Vegeta now. <laughs> oh, I do. I have for a while. It drives Andrew insane. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't love it, but uh, I can't be stopped. Where do babies <laughs> come out of? Vegeta's! <laughs> Teaching my kids that babies come from Vegeta's and you can't stop me. Oh, man. <laughs> what, what did we say? I used to tell Emily, what was the word? Vijayj, that was the word that we used. Well, around the time that Emily was little, that, that was, was the like word. common slang. And I mean, we weren't saying it to like teach her anything. It was just when we were being silly. Like, don't be such a JJ. The human tornado. (laughs) Is that what you call vaginas, Andrew? No, that was the second thing (laughs) Amy Hudson was in on IMDb. (laughs) Oh, I see. That was your timing. I think you tuned out the whole conversation. (laughs) We're talking about Vegeta's. He's talking about Ernie's (laughs) human tornado. Huh. <laughs> anyway, well, today is a sidetracking day, apparently. Yes, yes, okay. it is. But you know what? Did At we least we're talking about one of the actors. Yes, in this one. yes. Yeah. I'll um, find the movie and I will post it on Twitter. All right. Final thing related to the episode that I'm going to say is I was trying to work out a way organically in the conversation to just say it, but I think instead I'll just say the moment that it actually happened. And that is the part when uh, Ben is fighting the Nazi guy. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, something, something McCoy. And I very cleverly say, well, unfortunately for that guy, he doesn't know that that's not the real McCoy. <laughs> And Andrew was like, you should say that when we record. And I was like, all right, I will try. So 
Yeah, a little pat on the back. That was a, that was a good one. I, I thought for really sure it was going to be in the episode somewhere. There would be a real McCoy joke because he's not the real McCoy. But I had to make it instead. Speaking of not being the real McCoy, she was still kissing him when he leapt out. <laughs> yeah, when when poor old Hank comes back, he's going he's gonna to be like, he's in for a treat. Whoa, whoa, what's happening? What's going on? <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm going to have to edit that cough out. <laughs> nah, it happens. <laughs> yeah, um, that I was like, um, she better back off. Yeah. He's going to come back, give the poor old man a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> I also want to say, uh, we never actually saw what Henry looked like. We well, did. Not present. We saw what he looked like in the past. Like in, in the past. In the picture. In, a, in an he, old black He did picture. look up in a mirror, though, at one point. Did he? Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Oh, I missed It was like a very brief. I remember it happening. A very brief moment. We were probably looking at Hannah. <laughs> yeah, Hannah's Hannah's top notch. She can get it. No wonder Ben likes her. I mean, nerdy girls are cute. We know this. Yes, yes, we do. Well, <laughs> on that note, <laughs> we all dissociated for a minute, and we're picturing we're our favorite all. nerdy girls. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just looking. I'm I'm just oh. looking at mine. Aw. Daw. He's referring to the uh, background he has on his Zoom right now, which is of <laughs> Sailor Jupiter. <laughs> I wouldn't say Sailor Jupiter's nerdy. I was looking at you, Sandy. Well, Aww. now that everyone listening has vomited, I love yeah. you. Yeah. Um, I love you too. What's our, what's our question? Okay. Um, 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 oh, I see it. I, I see just it. had it up. I just had it up. There we go. I'm going to say it. I beat you. Ben loves Einstein. Okay. But sadly, missed him by a month because he died. If you had the chance to meet one of your historical heroes, what would you ask them? So, like, people who are dead specifically, right? Dead or, um, like, very, maybe very old. Dead or very like, old. Like, <laughs> they, they did something huge in the past that has brought us to where we are now. Doesn't um, have to be scientific. Can be, yeah. No, yeah. mine is easy. Mine, uh, well, I, without hesitation, choose David Bowie. Um, but I don't have something particular that I would ask him so much as I would just want to like create music together. I would want to like sing a song together. Like, I'm not trying to pretend here that I have anywhere near the songwriting skills of David Bowie. But even just like karaoke with him. Like, hey, could you, could we sing happy birthday together? Like, literally any sort of creative expression, some sort of musical, like, sharing a musical moment with David Bowie. That That's mine. Cool. Very easy. Man, I don't, I don't know if I have an answer to this. Like, there's a lot of great people that have passed away. I don't know if any are like my heroes. And then there's like like Harrison Ford's pretty old. <gasps> what about like Grant and Mahara? Fuck. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. That's a good answer. And and you shut your mouth because um, Harrison Ford is not old. <laughs> well, what I was gonna say is 
he's known to not really be like the most pleasant person to meet. So like, I'm like not sure I would choose anyway. him. Like he's he's crotchety. Yeah, I mean, even when he was younger, like he was kind of like antisocial. Rough. I guess yeah. is the word. Grumpy. Kind of like Indiana Jones. Yeah, he's a little curmudgeon. Harrison Ford is real life is more Indiana Jones than Han Solo. Yeah, yeah. I see it. Um, but yeah, Grant Amahara, that's a good answer, Sydney. Thank you for bringing that up. He is um, one of the myth, one of the MythBusters, not the original two. Obviously, that's Amy and Jadam, uh, Jamie and Adam, <laughs> Amy oh, <wow>. and Jen, <laughs> Amy and Jadam, <laughs> Amy and Jadam. <laughs> uh, Adam Savage and Janie Heineman. Um, he was part of Team B, which uh, really kicked off more so in season two. Um, but they're just as much mainstays as the rest of them. But he he worked on, well, like many of the Mistbusters, he worked on the Star Wars prequel trilogies. Um, he's a roboticist and an engineer. Uh, he was part of BattleBots. He was a, he was a great electrician and de- designer. And he was so nerdy and just so kind and genuine and loved meeting people. And he had an aneurysm in 2020. Aww. Um, I think he was like 40-something and um, sadly passed away. Sad. So, yeah, I would love to just chat with him and um, not necessarily like maybe build something together, but maybe not not even just get to know him. That's cool. I think that's the, the hardest a famous person dying has hit me. Yeah, that's why I thought of it, because I remember, like, I think that's the only time I've ever seen you, like, shed a tear over a celebrity death. That's not true. I, I cried after Paul Robbins died. Well, this was before yeah, that. that Especially though. while we were this, watching um, uh, The Big Holiday this, with Joe Manganiello. Yeah, but at the time, it was the first time. So it stands out yeah, in my yeah. head. Paul Rubens is more recent. And Paul Rubens would probably be my other answer besides David Bowie. I would be equally happy with either of them having just a day to sit down with either of them. They both had equal impact on my life specifically. It wasn't while we were watching um, Peewee's Big Holiday. You were watching YouTube clips of his interviews and he was talking about what kind of legacy he would like to leave behind. Oh, I'd cry. Yeah, that was intense. We do, we also did get emotional watching Big Holiday, though. Oh, like sure. You, you, yeah. We definitely well, cried watching that. That was, like, such a big part of my and childhood. We always Pee-wee? saw the Pee-wee um, movies. Yeah. Joe Manganiello had a huge, like, emotional thing to say about Pee-wee. Because they became, like, best friends during making Big Holiday. If you haven't seen Pee-wee's Big Holiday, highly recommend it. Yeah. It's hilarious. Paul Rubens is great. Joe Manganiello is great. Manganiello. Joe Manganiello is one of the... Manganiello, sorry, <laughs> is one of the two. That was the first time I knew that he was nerdy. <laughs> I didn't know Joe Manganiello was a huge dweeb. I just thought he was like Fast and Furious or... I'm sorry, Magic Mike, like um, True Blood, like Meathead sort of thing. But no, he's a D and D. But he did Pee Wee, and I was like, You're "Like, wait a minute, <laughs> he's gonna be Pee Wee," and his role is so wholesome and endearing. And then obviously he's like a huge Jim Henson fan. 
Nice. Yeah. And a huge D&D fan. He has his own line of um, D&D They're like cool D&D related shirts, but in the style of heavy metal band shirts. That's cool. Because he's also a metalhead. And also the entire like basement of his house is a big actual like dungeon for playing D&D in. Where he has nice. like <laughs> famous celebrity D&D games. Nice. Campaigns, rather. Um, Pee-wee would do, um, or not Pee-wee, Paul Rubens. Notoriously, I guess, pretty private after what happened to him. But um, he must have been doing it every day because of how many people he knew and how many people have come out saying that they would get a message from Paul Rubens on their birthday every year. Like this personalized voice memo or, or note that he would write out. He must have done it every day of his life. Wow. Because every day somebody's born and like yeah. people like, like he knew enough people and enough people have come out that's just like he had to have done this every day. Because everyone's like, yeah, well, I got one every year. I got Aww. one every year. Like once you were Paul Rubin's friend, he was your friend forever. That's kind of sweet. Like that. What about you? What about me? Um, Neil Armstrong. Andrew, you are a smart cookie. <laughs> also, uh, pretty widely known, though, he wasn't much of a, what do they call him, like a reluctant hero? He didn't want the mm-hmm. accolades. The he he kind of wanted mm-hmm. to be left alone. Um, but I just want to, like, have a coffee with the dude. Yeah. You know, pick his brain a little bit. I don't know if I'd ask him anything specific, but I mean, the space program back, I mean, the space program now is kind of like, we're used to it. We've had it forever and all this, but it was still relatively new back then. They were doing this groundbreaking stuff. Oh, I kind of want to hear about that from, you know. Someone who was there. Yeah, not just the moment, but the yeah, whole, everything surrounding exactly. it. Too. I mean, God. What was the third? Who was the third guy? The guy that stayed on the capsule? Um, Hold on. John something? No, it was Michael. Um, Michael Collins. Michael Collins. Yes. Yeah. I'm like. I can't remember the last name right off the top of my head, but yeah, Michael Collins. I love the video of like 90-year-old Buzz Aldrin decking that rude asshole who was trying to tell him the space program is fake and no one went to the moon. Oh my god. I I actually... (laughs) Buzz was like 90 years old and just like, (laughs) boom, right in the face. I actually (laughs) had a boss who tried to tell me why the moon landing was fake. And tried to give me evidence people have. on why the moon landing was faked. And I'm like, yeah, that's just silly. They, so many people would be like, there's no stars in the picture. There's no stars Yeah, in the that's what she was saying. Great. So you think you know a little, a little something about space. You clearly don't know anything about photography or how apertures or how f-stops work. Uh, because the sun is reflecting off the moon. The moon is so bright, you're not yeah. going to see the stars. Well, like... Tell them to take a picture go sign, from go, your house and you're still not going to see stars in those pictures. 90%. Yeah. Especially if you have another super mm-hmm. bright light source in the foreground. You're not going to see stars. 
even with our super good modern high definition cameras. I mean, and we're talking about film grain. Yeah. Just the fact that they could transmit a signal from the moon to Earth, get two astronauts on the moon and get them off the moon and back to Earth alive. I mean, God. Well, I mean, these are probably the same people who think the Earth is flat, so. Well, <laughs> they're also the same people who think that NASA, you know, the people who study space um, and have dedicated their entire research and career to studying space and how space works, um, could somehow pull off this huge conspiracy and forget to draw stars in the picture if that's how they thought it worked. Right? Like, they really think well, that NASA wouldn't know that there are stars in the sky and they just forgot when they published pictures? Like, is that what they really think? It's like, really? And, and like, the thing that gets me is, do you know how many people work for NASA? You're really going to have all these people in on a conspiracy and no one's going to spill the beans? It's estimated to be like 500,000 people over the course of that project. Yeah. Like... No official leak ever happening. Sorry, just not possible. Exactly. I mean, you you <laughs> will probably have better luck convincing me that Lee Harvey Oswald was a lone gunman. <laughs> <laughs> and even then, that's going to take some mental gymnastics. But people will believe what they want to yeah. believe. But yeah, that would be my... Can't look at yeah. evidence. They find ways to dismiss yeah. evidence. And then they think hearsay and happenstance is evidence. I don't yeah. understand that. But Verifiable. We have rocks. I have physical I've touched evidence. them. I have touched moon rocks. That's right. I remember you were like super excited about that. Yeah. I want to <laughs> touch on moon rocks. It was so cool. And it wasn't yeah. just moon rocks. Like she had the moon rocks, but she also had like... Like little metals and stuff that they had retrieved from like asteroids and stuff, you know, things that have fallen to Earth and these cool. they're like close to things we have on Earth, but they're obviously from space. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. so it was really cool to just see all that. I have pictures somewhere. I'll have to I'll have to find them because they're they're on my phone, but they're way they back there. There's a um, there's a theory that most of our water is from space. I want to like not obviously everything yeah. is from space, but it's like from space and it came here extraterrestrially after Earth was formed because it doesn't seem likely that the water on this planet would have survived as H two O through the formation yeah. of our planet. So they think sometime later. A comet hit the Earth that was full of ice. Yeah. As both comets are. H2O, generally. That then gave our planet post-creation. Or post-coalition. Post yeah. I'm sorry, not coalition. Coalescing. Um, added the water afterwards. Yeah. Because, I mean, the way I see the formation of Earth is a lot of molten rock. I can't see water surviving on that. Yeah. Yeah, like, and not not just evaporating and going into the atmosphere until it cooled off enough, but like breaking down molecularly yeah. to 
to not be H2O anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, being separate hydrogen and oxygen. Yeah. and then. But that's how I see it. And yeah. I think it would be cool just, you know, to talk to him for a bit. Did, did I talk about this last week? About the uh, the find on Europa? Yes. No, I don't know if it was last week, oh. but... In it, a podcast, it, yeah, because I was, like, really excited okay. about that. I haven't heard anything more about it. You know, that, that stuff takes a yeah. long time. Usually a couple years until they have actual verifiable data. Yeah. So. I'm going to be looking out for it, though. Like, if we find out bacteria on Europa, that's fucking It's groundbreaking. You off off topic, but sort of on topic. I had a dream the other day that there was a colony on the moon. And it's basically they were <laughs> experimenting to see if they could do it because they were going to do one on Mars. Mm-hmm. Can, but wouldn't the moon be harder yeah, than Mars? Probably. I don't it was it was a dream. <laughs> I don't know how my brain works. Um, but like the fact that there have been like little bacteria and stuff found on these other moons, that could be a big deal if we do try to colonize something in the future. So I do have that to moon a lot. Yeah, you do. I love the moon. I think it I think we will find not active but signs that some sort of single cell molecular life existed on Mars um well according to some people there's like a Nazi base on the dark side of the moon <laughs> no but we have pictures of the dark side it's only dark to us dark because we never see it it's not it's not that it never hits the sun it doesn't like to look at us. Yeah. The only thing on the dark side of the moon is Ozzy Osbourne and David Bowie comes from mm. Mars. That makes sense. And that's where he is now. That makes perfect sense. But yeah. Dis- what an episode yeah. this was. Boy. Brought out the yeah. nerd in all of us. Boy. Yeah. An hour and a half and <laughs> only about 20 minutes of it was about... Quantum. No, it's about 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and only a slight mention of Bruce Willis, but very relevant to the tangent that we were on at the time. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wishing him a happy recovery right now, by the way. Yeah. Hope that things are going yeah, as well course. as they can for him. I, yeah. I'm still very sad every time I see something and it just doesn't sound good. And I'm like, oh, get better and be our friend. I, I have I have been watching a lot of old YouTubes um, and you know he's not YouTubes old um, YouTube videos where they do mm-hmm. like a bunch of 80s stuff and yeah. he's in it a lot you know because of moonlighting yeah and so there's hey, there's the moon again yeah yeah moonlighting there's there's a lot of clips of him and I, I see it I'm like oh sad yeah what did we watch that he was in for like uh, four Charlie's seconds? Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. Because oh, yeah. his ex-wife was also like a major character in it too. Yeah. Makes sense. He was in it and then died immediately. Wow. It was just a little cameo. <laughs> yeah. He was covered in prosthetics too. Like he. Yeah. Like yeah, it was still clearly him. Yeah. It definitely him. That reminds me though, I, I didn't watch Death Becomes Her this Halloween season. <gasps> and that's a problem. I should watch that again. He's so good in that. You need to watch it now. He's so good in that. It's so different than anything else he's been in. He's so like dorky in it. Oh. 
I still like Good movie. Yeah. one of my favorite movies because it's so it's like him, but it's not is the whole nine yards. I don't think I've seen that. One. It, it's I remember when it came out, but it was funny. I it was just funny. I I really like that. Rest in peace, Matthew Perry, too. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. I had forgotten. I'm sorry until you said it. Oh my god. I I right. just realized oh. it when I said that, but that is one of my favorite Bruce Willis movies. It's just Simple people stop yeah. dying, please. Ugh. So yeah, that's my Bruce Willis take. I'm worried about John Williams. He's like ninety. We need to um, protect, like cryogenically freeze these people until we can figure out immortality. <laughs> but then there's the whole thing of like, do only the rich and powerful get immortality? I don't want to. I don't want to go through that. Yeah, that's true. Because that's definitely what would happen. <laughs> well, that's why we need to figure it out so we can do it in the backyard, like you know, I we, we can do our own little lab in the backyard and keep the people alive that we want well my cat is meowing because it's about uh -oh. midnight uh, and that's food, food time, time. so she's she's a little upset that i'm still talking she's like and she's not like feeding. dad yeah and also she's yeah. not conscious of the time change so technically to her we're an hour late yeah it's like an oh hour she's late. calling animal control right now yeah i'm yeah, starving she oh she's chewing on my chair stop <laughs> I will eat your chair. <laughs> she, she, uh, you know the little handle that adjusts the height mm -hmm. on a chair. She starts messing with that. That's funny. Is, <laughs> is this and just suddenly drop? Get is this Kira or Lilu? I can't see. This Kira. is Kira. Oh yeah, Kira. She's on the floor below. Oh, she tried to eat the laptop when I was over there, and we were podcasting. Yeah, she bites. She'll eat anything. I'm worried that she's gonna do that eventually because most of my laptops are. Um, like the the glass yeah touch screen so they have the hard glass and she's always i always catch her in time where she's going to go huh? <laughs> on the corner and one of these times i'm gonna miss it and she's gonna crack my screen damn it because it looks like a like a cracker to her and she loves anything crunchy boy she yep. will bite the corner right off of your cheese it nice yes she will your saltine that's funny your tortilla chip cereal Graham i also hear yeah. she has a very loud tail yeah. <laughs> you heard yeah. that one? I was like, what is Emily doing? <laughs> what what's banging out there? What's going on? Yeah. And yeah, it was just Kira being happy. Kira was so happy to have someone on the couch with her that her tail was <laughs> wagging so hard. It was thudding yeah, the wall. That's and funny. we could hear it through the wall in the other room. <laughs> it was so loud, I thought Emily was like kicking the wall. <laughs> I was like, does she move that much in her sleep? No. Kira was so happy to have a friend on the couch. Had to wag her tail at maximum velocity. That's that's funny. That is the cutest thing ever. Of course, now she's not wagging her tail. Now she's baring her teeth. Yeah, she's yeah. gnawing. She's laying right behind me, looking up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I Father, see. I crave the cheddar. <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening. Um... We'll uh, we'll try to get in a couple episodes during the break about the aforementioned things. Um, hopefully, we'll have a guest. We'll try to get that 
cleared out, and uh, we'll see you all next Sounds time. Sounds good. And happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Bye. So what did you think of today's show? Send us a message on Anchor or find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at PQL Podcast. Links will be provided in the show notes. Show us some love. Follow and subscribe, and don't forget to leave a rating in your favorite podcast app. You can also help support the podcast by visiting either our Anchor support page or PayPal link in the show notes. All supporters will get a special mention at the end of our episode, and we're working on new and exciting perks to bring you in the future. 